I really don't want to talk about the trip that Biden tripped yesterday, but I kind of feel like I should talk about Biden tripping yesterday, and I just... Mm. <laughs> I feel like everybody else is covering it enough, and I think it's just being covered from all sides. Somebody tried to say there was a... Oh, there was a sandbag on the stage, and then somebody else sat there and went, no. Somebody had a full picture of the stage, no sandbag. Other people had pictures of the stage. I'm just like, hey, you know what? I don't want anybody to trip, fall, and hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. No matter what. You know, just not my thing. So I'm just like, it is It is what it is. So life is what it is right, right now. And we're just going to make things work and get things, get ahead. And just, you know, that's the way it works, right? So just I'm just kind of amazed at the mentality of some people like so anyway. (laughs) So I loved that I pulled up and the sunflowers are so tall. You can see (laughs) them from the street. I wish Google Satellite and Street View would just come by the house right now. (laughs) It would be so perfect just to be able to look over there and see how tall is that thing? It is 10 feet. Oh, it's got to be taller than that. The fence is six. It's it, it's got to be like twelve feet tall. It really does. The big one, yeah. Because it looks like twice the height of the fence. I, I we definitely when when it comes time to pull that one, like that really really tall one, mm-hmm. I want to pull it out and before we pull the head off or anything, I want to measure it. I want to measure it the best we can. It has to be. That is. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful coming up, but I'm just like so excited and I'm like, oh my gosh, Congo is going to be, I don't know, are we going to let him have that? Well, we'll see what happens, but he's going to love, he loves sunflowers, so yeah. Yeah, we have to see what kind of sunflower seeds those ones give us because those are not the black oil sunflower seeds. Right. Those are the ones that you bought me f- uh, from some guy and he was like, oh, this is like the last bag or whatever and it wasn't supposed to be for that season and this is now the season after that and mm-hmm. they're still growing. So yeah, no, and it's not the, the ones that oh are up gosh. there are aren't the only ones. I planted more of them in another garden bed, and then I planted them also in the front. So that is so awesome. <laughs> just it's just it is so dominating in the backyard, and I just I absolutely love it. I just love staring at the dang thing. It's and like the natural the natural wall of the garden that I had planned is finally starting to come together, and yay. it's kind of weird because I was like, it, it's. It is, it's definitely, it is, weird is the right word, because I'm, like, still in shock that it's, like, the way that it is, because I had a plan, and, you know, the last two years doing everything with the garden, it wasn't exactly working out, Mm -hmm. and this year it is, and it's just, like, my brain is refusing to, like, give myself acknowledgement that it's working, Mm -hmm. like, I'm still, like, something's gonna go wrong, something's gonna go wrong, and I just brought in, yesterday, my first actual full-size tomatoes and i'm like they smell amazing first of all Mm. and also it is still weird because like where i pulled them like where where they were i still have a whole other bed that's got more tomato plants so i'm like very excited Mm, and two whole other beds with different tomatoes and i'm just like it's actually working this year and i'm Mm -hmm. actually like i know what to do and how to take care of the plants. I'm pulling in these big cucumbers, massive zucchini yesterday too. And I'm like, yeah. I the it's just like I came in <laughs> my brain is just refusing. My brain is refusing to accept that I am the reason for all of that. <laughs> for so, successful things being successful? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm 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 so excited. Like I just I, I can't even begin to express how, like, I am just looking at everything and going, holy crud. Um, so I'm I'm just, I'm hoping that this weekend we can do the last little bit that we need for, basically we just need to put down the tiles and painting. But uh, oh, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. Good afternoon and welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. It is Friday and it is the first of the month, or well, it's the first Friday of the month. So what are we going to talk about today? What you should do in this month for gardening. Yay. If you're in zone eight. Um, so last month... For May, uh, we basically talked about all of the possible pests that uh, like to show up in the garden during this time of year. And uh, 
how you can get rid of them and all that. Um, June is no matter what, wherever you are pretty much from zone five on that you have all of your things outside now. Um, it's a guarantee from five mm-hmm. on that you ha- can have all your things outside. Um, if you're in any of the other zones, it's still iffy, um, because it just depends on the year. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about some of the things that you're supposed to do. Awesome. Um, first, I did want to continue on about the, the garden that we have, um, a little garden update. Uh, so I have officially i have to pull the last of the spinach because it is going to flower and i have to Mm. spend the next you know four months reminiscing on when we had spinach before i can plant it again and not have it bolt um because if i plant baby spinach it will you know for harvesting it as baby spinach it just won't taste the same um it'll be a Mm -hmm. lot less uh it'll, it'll be a lot more bitter um spinach that grows during the summer is not as tasty as spinach that grows during the cooler weather um so we're at that point spinach is pretty much done um i'm so confused about my brussels sprouts because my brussels sprouts are still alive they're just not really giving me brussels sprouts yet the celery is going strong so you know yeah it is like i I went out and grabbed one and holy crud i forgot what real celery tastes like it does not taste like the celery in stores (laughs) It's like, holy crud. Yeah, this stuff's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, the celery is going strong and it's keeping my Brussels sprouts nice and shaded. So, I'm hoping that because of that, either they will give, you know, start forming Brussels sprouts soon or they will make it all the way to fall and just start then. Either way, they're doing great. My corn, my first batch of corn is about, I don't know, I want to say three feet high now. Um, the other, the second batch is sprouting. Um it sprouted a few days ago so mm-hmm. it's um it's going strong and then the next batch i'm going to actually plant you know the way i'm supposed to and to plant it sometime this weekend um or just within the next week um my cucumber plants are going <laughs> very strong yes. i'm kind of frustrated because now i'm like trying to figure out if there's a way that i can create some kind of way to extend the trellis over but i i can't think of anything without literally like building something else Hmm. um which we just don't have the materials for right now so i i'm hoping that it doesn't like grow too big for its own good and end up like killing itself because it's i have a lot of cucumbers going um i have three different places that there are cucumbers right now um four different places that there are cucumbers because mm-hmm. I, you told me to go heavy oh, yeah. on the cucumbers no, absolutely so yeah i've got more of that i'm thinking about planting another zucchini plant um over in one of the beds that i don't really have a whole lot in um and it doesn't have like any, any vines or anything but i don't want the soil's uh, quality to go because of the heat of summer so i'm thinking about that or <sighs> trying with watermelon over there i'm so iffy about it i want to and I want to have watermelon, but I'm so scared because it's just, it has not worked out. And I don't want to waste the garden space that I could use for something that I know for a fact, you know, we're going to go through the zucchini. Um, just uh, So yeah, I, there's there's a space that I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with. There's two spaces that I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with. Um, I have to plant another cucumber plant over by, on, on one of the trellises. Because the one that I have is just, he's just kind of being slow growing. Um, I don't know if he was like stunted at one point and then mm. he's like just now picking up, but he was like only a couple inches tall for a while and he's just now starting to climb up. He hasn't ha- he doesn't have anything other than his main stem though and he's not flowering or anything. So I'm waiting to see what he's going to do because it's su- at the point of summer, it's never too late to plant any of the summer growing crops. Mm-hmm. You just have to be on making sure that this, you know, things that you're trying to plant get watered and stay moist while they're uh, germinating. So I'm at that point now where it's like any of the space that I have, it's pretty much just put some there because anything that will fit, it that's it. It's like it's time to, to fill whatever little space I have left with more things. Uh, as far as tomatoes go, like I said, I pulled in uh, three yesterday, the first three actual, you know, fist-sized um, uh, tomatoes, and I'm very excited because they're heirlooms. I will never grow anything other than heirlooms because mm-hmm. they're just so – they're so much tastier than – other ones but i do have 100%. romas this year 
which I have not ever had. And romas are mm-hmm. a determinate tomato plant, so they only grow five to six feet tall and then they stop. Okay. And they just keep producing. And But once they stop, they get less productive, and most people will have a constant stream of them going. But this is my first year having them, so I'm just going to see and, and watch how they grow where we are and then uh, save more of the seeds from them. Because you made a really amazing tomato soup with Roma tomatoes. And yep. I'm sure that, you know, because Roma tomatoes are used for a lot more sauces and soups. So I, I'm hoping that we get, you know, a good enough harvest. There are three of them over there. Um, the black cherry tomato plant is finally starting to get some height to him and actually starting to flower. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the other cherry and grape tomato plants are, um, they're getting to the point where they're starting to flower and everything um and but they're irritating me because they're trying to grow more like bushes than anything else and I'm, than vines yeah and it's it's i'm just getting irritated because i'm like oh my god just give me flowers and so i i and i don't want to trim them because i know that if you let them grow wild they do eventually give you so many cherry tomatoes and grape tomatoes which is exactly what happened. We had so many, we couldn't even pull them all in mm-hmm. and in the house in California. And so I'm like, it's taking everything in me not to go over there with scissors and trim it all up because it's just, it's irritating. But that's the point of like, that's my tall little wall of just cherry and grape tomatoes. And then I have my sunflowers at the entrance as a big towering wall. And then the corn is going to be the uh, the other side's wall. So I literally have a border of plants for that garden. I think it's pretty cool because it's about to create a very secluded space yeah, yeah. in within the backyard. I was wondering if we could like just plant sunflower seeds along the back fence just to, you know, do that kind of the same thing, you know? Yeah, uh, it would be. Or even along the chicken side. Yeah, it, it would it would be uh, it would be an interesting thing to try because uh, certain certain areas for the sunflowers get too much shade, and I mm-hmm. think that would be the problem. Too close to the fence would probably t- be too much shade, mm-hmm. which is part of the uh, thing I'm worried about with the the sunflowers in the front, because yeah. as soon as the sun passes over the house. They don't have that sun. So they, they even though I'm planting the same sunflowers in the front yard, they may not grow anywhere near as tall just because they don't have full sun. They'll have that half day of sun. Um, but Makes we'll see. Um, I, I could not tell you either way. And then we do still have the, the black oil sunflowers. So it's not like oh, yeah. it's. Yeah. yeah. And they actually are like mid sun, full sun, right? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I'll look right now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. So, so there's that. Uh, my. Uh, uh, the, we're getting to the point where the onions are starting to fall over. They're not turning brown yet. Um, the only the only thing that I'm worried about with the onions is actually finding a place to properly cure them because you're supposed to pull onions inside and then hang them somewhere for them to cure because they'll be soft when you pull them out and mm-hmm. then you leave them somewhere and they'll harden up and be like you know crispy onions with, like you use from the store. They're not going to be anywhere near the size that you get from the store um, because I don't have... Uh, I, I just this is my first year and I there's only a few of them that I can see right now that are like you know actually becoming full bulbs so we'll see um there's also just different kinds of onions and the same thing with garlic like I'm so confused on that because everything like where where I get onions doesn't tell you they're supposed to be short season long season and mm-hmm. combination season for garlic and onion but nothing that I see on the packets uh, um, or uh, the nothing that I see on the big huge bags of all of the starts is says anything about that it just goes ah yellow onions and i'm like okay we eat yellow onions Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's just it's a little irritating because i don't know i i have no idea what's going on with that no but but those onion greens were really good off those onions so i'm and isn't it like when they fall over you're supposed is when we're supposed to pick them or when they fall over and they start turning brown but i I don't want them to turn brown because those greens were really good when did you use the greens i've no i've i've been picking them off the if you notice a bunch of them have tips missing that's me. I'm out there going out there, walking out there, pulling the tips because they taste like onion rings. <laughs> they taste exactly like fried, delicious, beer-battered onion rings. <laughs> so I've been going well. like, oh, they're so good. No, I know what they taste like. They taste like the onions you put on top of green bean casserole. Those oh, onions. those little crispy fried yes, onion things. Yes, those. They taste like those. They taste perfectly like those. <laughs> they're absolutely delicious. They drive me crazy. So... Yeah, I like was tempted to be like, hey, so uh, can I? Uh, you well, know. you can take them off of the ones that 
don't form full bulbs because they probably won't but again i i literally don't know either way it's my first time doing the onions um but yeah either way the ones that are turning into bulbs it's kind of weird because it's like it literally happened overnight because mm-hmm. i they just i go over there and it's like hey wow hey that's, that's suddenly a bulb there it wasn't like that when i first planted it so it's a little weird mm-hmm. watching that happen and it's weird to think that when i did plant them they were just these tiny itty bitty little things that didn't even have like bulbs on the end of them so it's just it is weird to see how big they grow like it's just plants are just a weird weird concept <laughs> to me um the second bed of tomatoes that is in the back is doing great. The only other thing right now that is a warm season crop that I don't have yet is any kind of beans. And that was what I was thinking. The problem is, mm. is that I need uh, more of those little tomato cages, mm-hmm. which aren't expensive. They're everywhere all the time. <laughs> but I need those because I uh, grow bush beans. Like we like all of the basically the Mexican beans, the black beans, the red beans, the mm-hmm. pinot beans. I have seeds for all of those. Um, but I don't have any tomato cages to support them. They're all bush beans. I don't like, uh, or I, I, we haven't had pole beans actually planted yet. I can do that this year along that trellis. It's just, it's literally, a, it, I'm, yeah, it's a debate on what I'm growing on that, on the trellis. It's either going to be that it's going to be pole beans or it's that I'm going to go for any of the squashes or the watermelon. So okay. it's just, it's, it's a debate because I don't want like any of the things to go bad. Um, because like somebody doesn't like it we haven't had the the pole beans yet mm-hmm. so i'm scared that like we're gonna plant them and have the whole trellis full of them and everybody's gonna go ew those are not great and then we're like well <laughs> you know what no because the chickens the chickens eat them if they we don't like them it'd be good for the chickens that pole beans have protein in them mm-hmm. so yeah just just do it just go for it. i, I so say you want pole beans not watermelon I, or squash I, well okay watermelon is cheap this time of year and when it comes to any kind of squash, I'm always going to be looking at like zucchini over anything else. Um, I don't know if I broke the news to Amy about the pumpkin. I think I did. I, I think I told her that none of them sprouted, but if I didn't, I didn't. It's all good. But, and, you know, I just, I'm like, when, when it comes to beans, beans are a good staple and other animals can, can utilize it in the house other than just us. Because with the exception of the sunflowers, we're not really growing stuff for the other animals, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, that's all my thinking is right there. Okay, so then yeah, I'll plant those on the trellis, and then I'll we need to get more of the tomato cages for the bush beans, which are all the Mexican beans. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much. I think that's all of the garden. Oh, I oh the cabbage. Uh, the cabbage mm. is gonna be mm-hmm. ready to be brought inside pretty much any day now. Um, awesome. I have I think six. Uh, yeah, I think either six or eight total that are um planted in the garden. Okay. Um. I think two of them are basically being – I'm leaving them there because they're basically being a magnet for all of the uh, pests. Okay. And the other ones are, like, growing normally. So no matter what, I, out of all of the things over there, I know that we have a very strong, very happy purple cabbage, which mm-hmm. we I did not grow those yet. This is the first purple cabbage one that's successfully grown. So I'm, like, excited about that. And then the outer leaves of those, people use, they'll steam them for, like, a minute, and then they'll, they'll until they become malleable, and then they use them for wraps. And awesome. so, I'm down. I'm yeah, down. so I was, I was thinking about, like, maybe we should gotta, you know, get some, get some shrimp or get some, some, some kind of meat for a good, nice, happy little Asian wrap dinner where we just enjoy a bunch of cabbage mm-hmm. filled, like, shrimp filled wraps because we all love anything like that (laughs) so also along the lines of wraps real quick uh you know how we were absolutely completely failing with the rice paper it's just bad rice paper it's not us you're supposed to be able to dunk those like people literally will run them underwater in their sink and they do not get all flimsy and break like the ones that we got they're not supposed to do that so it's the wraps we have just have to suck it up and get them from an asian market at some point because the ones from kroger's were garbage yeah okay so it was not it was not us anyways (laughs) So, so just to answer the earlier question black oil sunflowers uh actually do want a minimum of six hours of sunlight a day so you can actually plant those um, so if you have a you have a place where the sunrise or the sunset are the dominant part of the area that they're in, you should be just fine in being able to grow them. Also, unlike other heirloom uh, levels of of sunflowers, black oil sunflowers can be planted close together without sabotaging each other. Apparently, sunflowers sabotage each other. Yeah, that's why they don't get as tall. That's okay. what I was saying about the 
uh, the ones from the first years that they didn't get mm-hmm. that big, and those were the black oil sunflowers. Okay. They did. They didn't get that big because they were way too close together. Yeah, <laughs> and I so mean, they draw nutrients from e- from each other, and their roots grow. They don't grow straight down. They grow and sprawl out so that they don't fall. Yeah. So they have that good rooted system. So well, they're considered a stocking uh, plant, like corn is, and so I was like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, so that I just thought that was kind of cool. And I was like, all right, well, I'm thinking of the different areas that we can grow sunflowers for sure. Because, oh, my gosh, when Amy comes home, she's going to we'll see that sunflower. What did she say? We just saw it last time because it wasn't even this tall last time. Uh, it, well, it was uh, well, it was it was that tall. It just wasn't it wasn't they weren't blooming it. Mm. The other one was starting to actually die off. And then the other ones st- were just forming their their okay. heads. So they finally bloomed. So. No, she she was just like, wow, those are massive. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but anyways, yeah. So that's that's a a little mini garden update. We still have plenty of Swiss chard out there. Um, and then okay. the beets are finally like forming beets, <laughs> so we can start pulling those in at a a. They're at like regular beet size right now, or mm-hmm. we can wait because we also like uh they can get bigger than that. They just the bigger they get, the hardier they get. Um, so it's up to you. I can start checking on them pulling in beats too okay um so well, yeah the, the what we'll do is because we know i have to head out and then i'm going to come back and when i come back i'm going to go nuts on all our veggies and we'll put a plan together because i don't want to have like a bumper crop and then we don't eat any of it so because i think we did that last year for some of the stuff and i don't want to do that again so but definitely and i think the garden it, i'm just gonna tell you i'm just so dang proud of you like how beautiful that garden is i just can't I can't contain it. It is literally like critical mass. How much have you been putting up on your Instagram? Uh, I put, uh, I try to get a lot done earlier in the season. As soon as it starts to get warm, it's mostly harvest things. And I haven't had like a big harvest yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking about taking everything that I have harvested and, t- and taking a picture of it um, and posting up that because it, it's, I think it's been, I, I think I posted at the beginning of last month and I don't think I have posted again. Um, okay. so it's just ma- mainly need to post updates, but yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, cause I love looking at them and def- definitely do. And I think just like we talk about the girls and we talk about everything else with them. I think it's time, like you're sitting there talking about all this stuff and I don't want you to overwhelm yourself. I think it's just time to get their butts out there and put them to work on a lot of this stuff. Cause I mean, in all honesty, they should be looking at what you're doing right now because you're more productive now with you being pretty much alone on the garden than they ever you ever were with them working with you i that needs to be pointed out to them they need to actually take that in to realize your garden is now twice as big as the garden last year right mm. it is covers it covers three quarters of our entire back area and you are rocking it last year and the year before that the girls were involved in the garden and it struggled Mm-hmm. because just couldn't even get them on a regular watering schedule and when they did they go out and they go okay i watered it yeah and i don't know why it's dying i watered it really how long did you water for i watered it for like a long time how long oh, is a yeah. long time and tabby oh. every t- every single time that i talk about any any of the sunflowers she mm-hmm. points out how her sunflower only got about you know two feet tall before somebody ran it over with a mower and it's like yeah because you didn't weed your plot so nobody mm-hmm. knew that it was actually a plant there and not a weed yeah. And she, every time, like she, every single time, like she wants me to feel bad or like she wants me to not be proud of my sunflowers being 10 plus feet tall. And I'm just like, no, okay, no. I just get to the point where I'm like, just kind of giving mm-hmm. up. I'm like, yeah, you guys can do the yard work then. I, I'm not going to do the yard work because I'm working on the garden. And then, you know, if that's how it's going to be, then mm-hmm. I guess that's how it's going to be. Every time they're out there doing yard work, I'll just be out there working in the garden. Cause it's not, it's not hard to like weed it or anything. I, it's especially because none of the plants that are out there for the summer are small plants. That's right. the, the only like concerning thing that I've ever had with uh, everything in the early, early spring is that all the plants are a lot smaller. Like mm-hmm. you have the, the lettuces and the, the cabbages are small and the kale is small and, but kale goes through all, all of the summer and you literally just pull it and you literally end up with like a kale tree. It looks really mm-hmm. cool. It looks like a palm tree. And as long as we regularly eat the kale, that's what it's about to start looking like. Um, the, uh, red Russian kale that I have in the back is starting to get attacked by something. Um, but it's again, if I feel, I feel like if I start pulling and harvesting from the things more often, that it will start, um, 
to the the eating of other bugs on my plants will start to dissipate because we'll be pulling in bugs yeah. half the time and you know rinsing them off down the drain so but yeah no the the it, it always is a little bit of a struggle because when we're starting the garden or when I'm starting the garden, they're always so excited to have all the things and be like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I want to be able to eat all these things. Mm-hmm. And then everything starts to grow and then they just don't care. And so, you know, they're sitting inside and they're eating mac and cheese and ramen. And then I'm like, why didn't you grab a green onion from the garden? Like, oh, right. I like, don't know. <laughs> like I'm and, and when I tell them, I like I need a whole green onion. They're like, are you sure? I was like, yes, give me a whole green onion. What are you doing? I'm cooking for everybody. We need a whole green onion. So, yeah, I, I find it amazing what they're. <laughs> oh, and then and on top of that, when you have one of them is going oh, these love handles and pulling love handles. And I go, yeah, those are love handles. And, oh, I don't want love handles. OK, well, then maybe don't eat ramen for breakfast. The dirty look I get for that kind of statement. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you just said you don't want love handles. You want to you have an entire produce section in the backyard. Yeah. Everybody could be eating pretty Mm -hmm. much and i think the problem is that everybody is so picky about the foods they want they don't want to try anything else Mm -hmm. because the biggest problem and i and i said that it was going to happen is that the lettuce as soon as the lettuce is gone it's not traditional salads it's swiss chard and you know kale as as a salad but nobody wants to go and get swiss chard and kale because it's weird those aren't lettuce leaves i like lettuce and i'm like i understand that you like lettuce but lettuce doesn't like heat mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's too hot and i planted these things so that you could have food and you're not eating the food you can literally have an entire meal by going out there and pulling like five just literally like five swiss chard leaves there are like seven plants of swiss chard out there mm-hmm. five swiss chard leaves and then you know get like five same thing five kale leaves they're massive leaves you don't need a lot of them and then go pick a tomato or some of the cherry tomatoes and then bam you've got a whole salad that is nice and normal there's still carrots out there pull a carrot or two add that so you know shred that up add it to a salad oh if you want something a little bit more spicy then grab zucchini and grab a couple of the peppers and a couple of the hot peppers and go and fry it up in a pan with an onion and then put it over a bed of rice like it's Mm -hmm. not hard to make an actual meal out of the garden they just don't want to actually go out there and or ask me like oh hey what is any of this and this and I, I tried to do my best in actually labeling things with bigger labels this year so that they actually know what's where but yeah nobody's nobody's gone out there and i'm i'm about ready to start going i don't care if you want something specific for dinner you need to make a dinner using all these things because yeah i I mean even then like it came down to oh yeah oh my gosh you have so many cucumbers i want to put all them on my eyes i want to you know have them for for face face washes and everything Mm -hmm. and then nobody's touched a single cucumber and I'm like, they're about to start getting, they're starting to get soggy. Mm-hmm. Like they're getting limp. And I'm like, no, <laughs> we I'm, have to get those eaten. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, even, and once they start getting to that point, then it gets to the point where it's like, okay, you got to start just doing the flavored waters or the face, uh, face masks with them Yep. because then they get not so, you know, they're not crisp anymore. So they're not very great for eating, but yeah. So I'm just, I, that's the, my, my biggest fear every year with the garden is that I'm going to grow all these things and nobody's going to eat that eat it and that's where mm-hmm. i'm like okay we're at that point now where people start got to start getting on people about eating it otherwise it is all for nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, but anyways defi- definitely my world is there <laughs> i'm i'm ridiculously excited about it we walked around uh, kroger's yesterday and i was just like nah 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 i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna have stuff from the garden because there's a bunch of stuff. There's a zucchini and there's cucumbers. And it's like, you know what? And I like zucchinis and cucumbers. And heck, I got a cucumber salad that's been marinating and is waiting for me to eat it. And I'm like, no, I'm good. You know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so so I'm definitely I'm, I'm down for that. You know, and this weekend is, is uh, going to be interesting just because it's also and I, I want to do it. I, 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 I I'm rarely conscience conscious of it happening before it happens okay but it is first monday and it is canton's first mondays and for those who don't know canton texas has supposedly the largest flea market in the world every first monday my issue is just going to be a matter of motivation because everybody is going to be home and i've made it very clear because oh yeah 
somebody mysteriously, and this is where the dad in me comes out, and I'm like, I, I'm a dad. I get it. I'm a dad. But somebody turned on the AC in the downstairs foyer, so 72 degrees, right? Mm-hmm. And left it on all night. Nobody wants to say anything. Nobody wants to admit who did it. I have a feeling who did it because the door to the back was open. The door to the bedroom in the back was open. Like somebody was hoping to circulate cold air back towards their room. But we have four AC units and every single one running costs 20 bucks a day. Every single one works out to $20 a day. When we have all, when we had all four of those things running, our bill was over $2,300 a month. It was ridiculous. I get it. Like I've, I've gotten to the point where like I'm tolerant of probably a level of heat. I shouldn't be tolerant about like, what, what was it uh, yesterday before I said, go ahead and turn on the AC 85. Yeah. So I get that that's not normal. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just, I, I'm good it's at 75 degrees. I feel like that's reasonable. And I feel like, 72 is is absolutely just ridiculous and the the cost difference is just uh, it's astronomical and so i was just i was really frustrated about that and then they were like oh can we turn on the ac no 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 because nobody nobody wants to admit to it so it just it baffles me that that nobody wants to be honest about it at all so i don't know i'm just like all right and then and but then they'll leave the the kitchen door which our kitchen faces south or faces west right and in the summertime that kitchen gets hot Mm -hmm. right and what do they do leave the door open leave leave the the windows open open. leaves the door to the back of the house open like everything that they can possibly leave Mm -hmm. open to let the heat from the kitchen escape into the living room they do yeah and then they complain about it and and it's like okay and and the one that blew me away was that they had uh, the lemon bars, you know, they they made these lemon bars, and then it's already hot in the house. They they're using the oven, and then t- for no reason, for no reason, they wanted to cool the cool the oven down, so they just left the oven door open, and the kitchen door was open. It's like, I, I'm trying to understand this. It's like they I think they they think I'm joking when I say we can't afford this. So, you know, but nobody will admit nobody admits to anything. How many how much of our stuff is broken? But nobody admits to anything. Right. Mm -hmm. How much of our stuff has disappeared? But nobody admits to anything. How much of our stuff is like, oh, oops. How many sorries do we have to hear before? It's like you're not sorry because if you're sorry, you wouldn't do it again Mm -hmm. and over and over and over. And you do. So you can't you can't keep saying that. You know, I hear myself sounding like parents a lot of time. And it's like, you know, it is what it is. I just it's got to be what it is. I can't I can't. uh, I just I can't be like, okay, and and let it go. I I don't I don't know. And it's like and and they talk about like that that's great that you say that you want to eat healthier and you want it, but, but you're doing nothing about it. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, seriously eating Mac and cheese and ramen for breakfast is not doing something about it. Right. Yeah. Well, (laughs) but if they eat less or if they waste it because it was theirs, Mm -hmm. it's different. That's what I'm getting tired of is the, the it's mine. So it's okay if I waste it kind of thing, because 90% of the time, it's the fact that they got paid for something from you or they mm-hmm. literally got bought it, like that bought for them from you and then they waste it. Like, I, I don't understand that. I literally am looking at like the fact that, uh, like I, the, <laughs> there are things that I, that I appreciate and it's really hard when I do like appreciate things, but I and you've come to accept that there are things that I'm like in the mood for and there are things that I'm not. I hyperfixate on foods and mm-hmm. then I don't care about them anymore. And right now I'm struggling with the fact that I want certain foods but it's hot. Like I love ramen mm-hmm. and I love root beer and I love all of these other things that I that I very much enjoy. 
and we get to points where it's like it's hot outside and I really want ramen but I'm not gonna have ramen because it's hot outside and inside because it's hot outside mm-hmm. and so I still have you know ramen from the last time that you bought us ramen because when I get bought ramen I don't go through it in a week yeah and so unlike some I, people. yeah and so it's just it's extremely frustrating because then it's like oh yeah well you know I got got ramen for you I got this for you I got that for you and it's like okay but I've been talking for the past you know month and a half about how I'm trying to be healthier and lose weight and this is not the way to do it like I get it we, the the biggest problem that that I have and that all of us have is that we were you know a lot more active mm-hmm. when we were eating whatever we felt like eating but sitting around all day and playing video games or watching people play video games or watching videos or, you know, just literally doing nothing, not going outside and playing, not running around with the dogs, not going to the park, not doing any of that, not riding bikes around. None of that is happening. Mm-hmm. And people are complaining about, you know, wanting these foods and wanting to have whatever they want. And, you know, it was like, oh, well, this time we're going to have breakfast, but we're going to have pancakes. It's like, that's not that's not better than having mac and cheese and ramen for breakfast. And so I just... It's interesting that it's that it is a fight that it is because like the cheap easy things that are healthy aren't being eaten and people mm-hmm. are looking at us well if I eat something that's unhealthy and I just eat less then it's fine it's like no but the fact that that is unhealthy is what's making it like I don't think you fathom how many calories you're actually putting in your mouth even though you're eating less food right. by quantity if it's a high calorie counted food it doesn't change the fact that your body is still going to require you know, or still going to acquire a lot more from that food mm-hmm. than from something like, you know, being satiated on kale, cabbages, you know, carrots and things like that. Yes, you can eat until you're absolutely bursting full from a salad and your body is going to burn more of the calories trying to digest that salad than mm-hmm. it is that it's from you eating it. And I feel like that's the biggest problem is that's not what's understood right now with the family is that it's like, yeah, well, I'm eating less. And it's like, yes, but what you're, you're eating, eating worse yeah, yeah. it's not eating less, you're eating I'm, well, the, the same amount of calories though if not more in a day now and yesterday when we were talking about how bad dairy and milk actually are for you mm-hmm. so i was i went into a, a uh, joey being stupid fact finding rabbit hole because i didn't like that i was getting such conflicting facts about everything uh-huh. so i just went for some basics and here's what one of the things a standard eight ounce cup of milk or a full half tablespoon of butter. Okay. Which do you think has more fat, saturated fat? Well, considering the context, I'm going to go with the glass of milk. Yeah. That's kind of ridiculous. That's, so you think about that you're drinking more than the fat of, ha- of half a tablespoon of butter. We we use a, a, a half a tablespoon of butter eggs. for eggs. For an entire serving of eggs, right? For, for eggs, for right. a whole slice mm-hmm. of toast, which would still probably be so less. Is still less. <laughs> oh my god! Than the amount of fat in a glass of milk. And I, my wife is a milk junkie. Indeed. Yes. And now that I'm sitting here looking at this, and they're like, and there was actually a report that showed that milk, uh, dairy, that people were having harder withdrawals from dairy than from nicotine. What the heck? So how nuts is that? It's so pervasive in, in everything that we do. And it's like, and and when I go and I look up what the health benefits of it are. Okay. So if you want the healthiest cheese, you know what the healthiest cheeses you can have is? Wet cheeses? Yep. Farmer's cheeses. So things like that. So unless you have extremely aged cheeses, meaning blue cheeses, green cheeses, those that have high amounts of penicillin in them. So... Mm-hmm. Those cheeses are, are going to be good. It's it's one or the other. But that's not what most people eat. What most people eat is American cheese, cheddar cheese. You know, those 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 cheeses that we have that they sell by the one pound bags and things like that. Right. Those cheeses are the worst cheeses for you. And when I sit there and I think about the fact that, look, we can steam up a pot of rice. Right. And we can take vegetables from our garden, saute them up. And you know what? They are amazing. Cheese doesn't belong with it. There's no dairy that belongs to that. Mm-hmm. There's never a time where I go, man, you know what would make this teriyaki awesome? A slice of Swiss. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just give me some Velveeta. So no, it's like, no. So I'm I'm like looking at this going, I, I might just have to be done with this because with what I'm reading, it it's honestly, wow, which sucks because in the same in the same breath. And here's the hypocrisy of my own mind. Right. In the same breath, I'm like, but pizza. Yeah. But caprese. But 
but, 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 but I'm a fat ass and I should really stop doing that. And I really need to get myself into a better place for it. So, yeah, so just, it's, it's incredible stuff to think about. So anyways, what else we got? Um, so to actually talk about what you're supposed to do in June for your garden, uh, we, yeah, we talked about, talked about the garden that I have now, what we're, what we've got. So Mm -hmm. what I'm going to be doing and what you should be doing if you live in zone eight, um, is if you have not already, or if you have and you want to continue, direct sow sunflowers, nasturtiums, marigolds, borage, basil, and other warm season flowers and herbs. Um, succession planting is the way to go for sunflowers if you want a constant bloom. Um, same thing with uh, nasturtiums and marigolds. However, nasturtiums mm-hmm. are a lot slower growing. Um, I have nasturtiums planted now, um, three at the end of one of my garden beds because I have not had them and they're closer to the bees so that the flowers can make the bees happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have marigolds throughout the garden. Um, and then basil, I only have, uh, I have one plant that's inside and then one that's outside. And the one that's outside is pretty bushy. So we could be pulling a few leaves here and there okay. pretty often. Um, if you have heat loving field peas, lima beans and asparagus beans, they are great at this point. You start planting those, um, continue monitoring to, for all of the pests that we talked about uh, for May. They're all still going to be out and about. Um, stay out of the garden when the plant leaves are wet because walking through a wet garden can spread diseases from one plant to another. And we've talked about this, all the diseases that can happen from your plants being wet for too long. Water your plants at the base instead of top down. Sprinklers are great if you don't have any other way to, to water them um, but or if you don't have the time to water them. But watering them at the soil and avoiding as much splashback of soil it really helps especially when it comes to like things like tomatoes because they are very susceptible to disease and cucumber um after your vegetable garden is well established it, it, it's yeah it's better to uh, on top of that it's better to water it thoroughly once or twice a week than giving it a light watering every day which is my biggest issue because i've finally gotten to the point where i realize just how much it rains when it rains um, it rains really heavy and it rains really heavy all night. And then, you, you know, that means that all of that soil is getting absolutely saturated versus, mm-hmm. you know, sprinkling every couple of days. Then it's it's when you do that, you're forcing your plants to get used to draw drawing water from the surface of the soil. So their roots don't grow as deep. Um, when you water deeply, you're encouraging those roots to continue to grow down and about and sprawl. So even though it's great to like, oh yeah, this plant is right here. Let me water it at the, the base of its stem. Water the whole garden bed because no matter what, if you're, you don't know the direction that that water is going, once it does enter that soil, you just see the top part. On top of that, I would say feel down into your soil before you water it. If you're feeling down into your soil and the first, you know, the first inch is dry, but as soon as you get two inches deep, it's still, it's still moist. Don't water it. If you're, but if it's, you are reaching about two inches down and it's dry, then it's time to give it a water, but give it a good, deep watering. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves to have all these amazing, you know, spouts and they'll like mist their plants. No, 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 no. <laughs> you have to put that thing on shower, get it as close to the soil and just sit there and just let it go and let that soil be soaking wet. Um, the biggest issue that people have is they, if they are away or it does continue to sprinkle instead of raining, they'll end up with what looks like completely hydrophobic soil, which is entirely possible. Certain soils, depending on what's in it and what uh, content of clay and sand and actual soil it is and all that, um, you can literally have hydrophobic soil if you are... Uh, not watering it deeply often enough and if it seems like that then what I have found is the best way to go about it is to basically mist it until that first layer is wet and then stop walk away go do deal with something else come back mist it again go back you know deal with something else come back mist it again and basically until it, it breaks through whatever is making it hydrophobic and then you can water it normally and you'll start to have it you know come back but water it deeply like every day for like three days in a row and then it'll start to be normal again. But pro- the problem with hydrophobic soil is that all of the microbes that basically keep that soil being healthy aren't there. So the soil, it, it's just like, that's like there's zero nutrients in that soil. And that's mm-hmm. why you have to go back over and over again. If you're collecting rainwater, it's better to do it with rainwater than it is with the water from your hose. So, so yeah, that's, that's that. Um, uh, keep a 
close eye on the quality of your spring crops at this point. Hot weather causes lettuces and things to bolt and become bitter. So uh, as soon as that happens, plant a warm season crop as soon as that spring vegetable is harvested. If you've got things that are like waiting for things to be harvested, that's part of the reason why I don't like uh, seed starting towards the middle because at no point am I if you're in zone A at no point are you losing time once it's warm it's warm <laughs> so mm-hmm. you just have to keep up on watering it, it your plants will they, they're gonna germinate no matter what at this point you're not worrying about it dropping below freezing and killing something the only thing you're worrying about is it getting hot and you not being prepared to water it for what it needs again the deep watering once or twice a week and not every day a light little misting um in most cases, blossom and rot on tomatoes, peppers, squash, and watermelons can be prevented. And I learned this the hard way. Please listen to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> do this by maintaining uniform soil moisture and by mulching and watering it co- correctly, planting it in well-drained soil, and not cultivating deeper than one inch within one foot of the plant. Also, avoid the use of high nitrogen fertilizers. And a lot of people like to plant things like peas around, and then when those peas get you know pulled, then they plant other things like those plants in its place. If there's high nitrogen in the soil, it's not happy. Super easy fix, e- a, a very good calcium fertilizer. Um, Calcium-rich fertilizer will literally, especially with tomatoes. Tomatoes, there are so many ways to hack into needing uh, those tomato plants needing calcium. Save your eggshells, bake them, crush them up, sprinkle the powder around the base of the soil, and bam, that's an easy fix. Um, don't just crush eggshells straight into it. It's otherwise it's going to be slow releasing. You have to bake it um, and dry them out, and mm-hmm. then crush them up so that it's easier to start to break down and have the plants start soaking that in. Um, but again, I stay away from as many fertilizers as I can. The fish fertilizer is all natural, and that's the best thing that I use. I am actually due for going out there and fertilizing everything. It's just a lot harder of a process because then I have to put it into a watering can and water my entire garden <laughs> with a watering can. So it's not going to be fun, but I'm, I'm due for it. And it's, it's yeah, it's just about time. Um, but anyways, uh, continue planting direct seeded warm season vegetables, uh, just such as beans, summer squash, and cucumbers. Harvest vegetables such as beans, peas, squash, cucumbers, and okra regularly to prolong production and enjoy peak fresh- freshness, which again is the biggest thing is that you don't want to wait for like this huge harvest. You want to be harvesting these things. Otherwise, one, the plant will stop producing. A plant's purpose is to create fruit so that it has more seeds so that it can carry on its lineage. It is no other purpose in life mm-hmm. but to grow and pass on a baby and die. It does not care. And so it's why if you have any plants that are not doing well, they will try to give you fruit and they'll only give you one or two before they actually, you know, croak. So if you're not harvesting those fruits, the plant goes, okay, I did my job, and it'll just stop producing. (laughs) So you have to harvest it regularly or it's going to stop producing because if you harvest it before it, like, falls off the plant, then the plant's going, oh, no, something ate it, and it'll keep producing. It's literally, that's how it works. So harvest, harvest, harvest. As soon as, you know, tomatoes start to, it's called picking tomatoes at the first blush. As soon as a tomato is starting to turn red on the plant, it doesn't need to be on that plant to continue to turn red. It does not change the way that it tastes. People say, oh, yeah, you know, I need fresh vine ripened tomatoes. That's not how it works. (laughs) Tomatoes will Mm -hmm. ripen as soon as they finish growing and they start blushing. They are done growing. You pull them off of the plant because as soon as they start to get to that point, I promise you bugs and birds will beat you to it. So... Pull it off the plant as soon as it starts to turn red and bring it in, put it in the fridge. Same thing with cucumber. If you get it to that size and same thing with squashes, once they get to the right size, when it comes to zucchini, you don't want them to get very massive because they start to get blander and blander and tougher and it's not very appetizing. So there's like a perfect size and it's right between like four inches and like eight. Once you get longer than eight, when it comes to a zucchini or a cucumber, they get get not very Mm -hmm. tasty. And like I said, yeah, woody. And they're just, they're not good. Their flavor is horrendous. (laughs) So, you know, harvest them often. And the same thing when it comes to okra. The smaller it is, the better it will taste. I promise you. You may want these big giant things that are like, oh man, it's so cool. It it Mm. would just be for show. Tomatoes are pretty much the only thing that can, you know, you get them pretty big and then you harvest it and it's good. But again, once it starts to turn red, it's done growing. So pull it off. Don't risk all the bugs getting into it first. Um, Mm -hmm. 
uh, if you have any uh, bearded iris, it's time. This t- is the time to divide and transplant them um, using the vigorous ends of the rhizomes. Discard the old center portion. Cut the leaves back to about six inches. I don't have any yet. I really do. They're very pretty. I want. I would like them. Um, freshen up mulch around woody plants, perennials, and veggies as needed. Garden flowers, whether annuals or perennials, benefit from deadheading, which is something that I also didn't know. Um, it's uh, you remove the spent flower heads because the energy is used to produce more flowers or foliage and roots. Uh, many ro- will produce another flush of blooms, especially, 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 especially with marigolds. Um, as soon as I started deadheading the marigolds, oh my god, they were producing so many more heads of flowers, and I was no, like amazed. amazed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely go out there and deadhead old spent flowers because they one, they're just not very pretty. It's the same thing with roses. It's the same thing with any other, really, pretty much any other flowering um plant if you pull the flowers off it will spend its energy producing more flowers or making itself stronger so Mm -hmm. definitely do that um weed the garden regularly to keep the task easy and manageable um besides the bed that's got all of the the vines growing through it i can spend you know an hour throughout a week weeding and i can keep everything down pretty much the weeds that are growing it's pretty much useless for them to try because my plants are just so big and established at this point that any of the weeds that are like i'm gonna grow they're being blocked out from any nutrients or sun because my plants are too big so that's where you want to get is to the point where your zucchini plants are covering your whole bed so nothing can grow in between it because it can't reach the sun things like that or once you get to that point weeding becomes a lot easier you just have to get to that point so yeah keep weed it regularly um if you are at and this is where we need to start looking into it uh plant buckwheat in vacant areas of the garden to prevent weeds any wheats and things like that plant them so that you have them growing at this point so that you can prevent weeds and also have a beneficial plant because chickens will eat that um fertilize roses after after their initial flush of flowers fade i'm due to start fertilizing all the roses that we have um and there is still time towards the end of may to start planting heat loving field bee uh peas and lima beans um and pinch herbs i didn't know this either pinch herbs like basil mint oregano and savory to promote bushy growth people think basil plants are supposed to just be this one tall straight skinny thing if you pinch the plant right where they have uh they'll have a split of two leaves and they will normally have like these tiny little buds above that leaf about above those two leaves if you pinch the plant and utilize whatever's growing above that and then uh just you know leave it there it will literally grow from those two leaves an entire new two branches and it is like that for mint it is like that for oregano it is like that for savory and so if the lower onto the plant you do it the bushier and bushier and bushier it gets the more and more you start to do that i've also noticed that it does it uh rosemary also does that um pretty much any plant that if you cut off its main stem it's going to grow from wherever else because plants are resilient mm-hmm. and again their whole purpose is to produce a fruit and keep going so herbs do it but the same thing happens happens with tomatoes i had a whole tomato plant get cut clean in half clean in half and i just put that bottom piece down and both sides are growing two separate tomato (laughs) plants so i promise you the plants are going to try everything they can to survive you will not going to kill your herbs because you think you cut off too much it will probably come back you just have to make sure you water it a little bit extra and it'll be like okay maybe give it a little fertilizer if you're really worried about it but yeah no so so those are all the things that you should be doing during June. It's basically, it's, this is when, it sounds like a lot, but this is pretty much when the garden starts to slow down with the busy work of every single day stuff and just get into that happiness of being able to just walk out there, enjoy the sunlight, mm-hmm. enjoy watering it and pulling you know something out of there every single day. I'm at the point now where freeze dryers open. So I'm about to harvest all of the lemon, uh, not the lemon thyme, the uh, lemon balm that I have over there and create lemon balm for teas and salves by freeze drying it. Because, again, we've talked about it. Uh, Freeze drying your herbs keeps them green Mm -hmm. and makes them so much more aromatic than when you dry them by hanging them or putting them in a dehydrator. I literally it amazes me that people don't do it I, it's it amazes yeah. me that people haven't been doing it because oh my gosh <laughs> no we the have difference rosemary is salt and insane, basil salt yeah. from last season early last season that still smells like the fresh plants that are out here, there for this season 
It is amazing. Yep. So I'm going to make more <laughs> salts. I'm go- hopefully going to be able to make some thyme salt. I'm going to look at into making um, some oregano salt, like literally all of the flavored salts. I'm looking into making some infused oils because we have more jars this time. So I'm going to take our olive oils and put, you know, all the things in it. So we have like rosemary oil, uh, we'll have basil oil and things like that for when we do, you know, our fancy foods. And yeah, so this is the time where, yeah, the garden starts, all of that hard work that you've been doing for the past three months starts to get to that point of, <sighs> okay, we're here. We're at the, t- the time where everything is just kind of going. You know, I have the little bits mm-hmm. of succession planting to do, a little bit of trimming up every once in a while, but it starts to slow down and you just focus on watering and going out there and bringing in some food. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I it's it's this is the part where I, every time before this come this time comes around, I have about three weeks of just feeling so discouraged because all the things from spring, the early spring crops, are gone. And so you get like a solid uh, for me at least a solid three me- weeks of us just not bringing anything in, mm-hmm. and then I feel like wow I'm a failure. We're not even eating from the garden. Like what about what's the point of it all? I feel like we're not eating from it, and then everything starts to show up. And as soon as I know, as soon as those three tomatoes turn red, the rest of them are going to be very shortly behind that. And then I'm going to have another succession from a completely separate set of tomato plants. And the same thing with the cucumber plants. And the same thing with the zucchini. So I'm like we're at that point where all of that work is finally like. <laughs> it's all coming together <laughs> so yeah just stick stick in on that don't don't give up the garden is it's it's a lot easier to deal with when you do have you know things coming inside but don't give up because you're not bringing anything in yet it will get easier especially if this is your first year this is my third year and i'm just finally starting to understand what i'm doing because the first year i was like ah oh, i got this it's not that hard did my research and failed in almost everything this is the first year that things are finally like things that i haven't been able to grow the past 2 years are actually showing up so it is it is a commitment and stick with it because it is so rewarding to bring in i have enough cucumbers inside right now to feed everybody just cucumber salad for an entire dinner Mm-hmm. Same thing with zucchini. I we have enough zucchini that I've brought in from the garden to completely make an entire dinner from everybody just in the last week. So just just stick with it. I promise it will it will get better as long as you're learning from your mistakes and you're listening to anything anybody says and basically filtering out what works and what doesn't work for you. You'll find out what works well for your garden for where it is for where you live for the sunlight that it gets for the trees that are covering it for the water that you need the way that your water treatment system is everything changes how your garden is going to grow so just figure out what works for you we are lucky enough to be able to have chickens so i have that you know fertilizer for them Mm -hmm. and we're lucky enough to have you know enough space in our backyard to basically grow enough food to last us so as I get it, obviously, things will get a lot easier. Like I said, right now, all of my onions, not all of them are bulbing, and they're not all going to. And it's probably going to be the same thing when I do the garden th- or uh, for the garlic in the garden this time around when fall comes around. It's probably not all going to grow into full bulbs of garlic, mm-hmm. but I'm still trying. <laughs> yeah, no, and, so. and, and it's becoming, it's it's just, like I said, it's, it's so amazing just to see it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it, the the big key is not stopping. Not, mm-hmm. That was that's the thing. Like you did it the first year, and I remember the second year we're like, I don't want to do it again because like it just didn't turn out. And second year you did it, and then the beginning of this year you were like, you know what, I'm gonna do it no matter what. Like like push through it last year, and then this year you're just like. All right, all right, I'm doing this. I'm doing. I'm like, all right, how much you want? How much you want? I'm gonna get as much as you want, and right? And now I'm I'm happy. And it was mm-hmm. it was very overwhelming in the beginning. I will mm-hmm. be honest. I got to the point where I saw how many beds I had, and I saw how much I was going to have in the garden. I was very scared because I was like, oh my gosh, it's like, what if I did all of this and it's gonna be like the first year again where I just completely fail and mm-hmm. everything's gonna go wrong? But I'm actually doing it. Like it is still weird for me that I'm literally doing it. I have food i am bringing food in from the backyard and not just anything things that i enjoy eating things that you enjoy eating i'm so excited to dig into those tomatoes and now we have you know we have mozzarella so now i'm like oh my gosh we need to make a caprese and just eat Mm -hmm. the the tomatoes are going to be so much better that caprese is going to about to be the best caprese we have because it's going to be fresh tomatoes from the garden and then we can have fresh basil from the garden like i'm yeah i'm very excited growing food growing your own food is some of the most rewarding things Mm -hmm. that you could do so yeah anyways with that 
Don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description. And be sure to give our website a visit. And that would be stupidpodcastoneverything.com. Have yourself an awesome weekend because we know we're about to. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.